Yo, 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 what up, baby? Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here once again. And man, we are, we're literally hours, hours away from the start of the Major League Soccer season. Crept up, man, crept up this year. Starting on, in February, February 26th. I'm all for it. Let's do this. Should start a couple weeks earlier. Start in the middle of February, go all the way to November. But anyway, hell yeah, so we obviously we're going to talk about that. Quick start the season at home against New York Red Bulls. Also got a little bit of Monterey Bay FC update. Also, uh, you know, along the Monterey Bay FC lines, I'm assuming that either current listeners or new listeners that are going to start listening because of that might not be too familiar with USL Championship. So, so yeah, so before the start of the season, uh, before March 12th, before USL Championship kicks off, I'm like, well, perfect time to learn. Let's learn. Let's all learn together a little bit about USL Championship and then so we'll learn, you know, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the league today. and So let's get into this shit. But uh, again, of course, we're starting with the Quakes. That's the big thing. MLS starting. Whew. Damn. It's great, man. It's weird because, again, I'm excited to be back at PayPal. It, it, it's strange. Usually it, it's a different kind of excitement. You know, before before COVID and all that, it was not in a, not necessarily anxiety, but I don't know, some excitement. At this point, it's like it's weird. You you know haven't been in groups for you know that much, and yeah. So I'm super excited to to go to this thing. I'm I'm trying to think of how of my feelings here on the mic, and yeah, it's not very good podcasting, but yeah, I'm still super excited. Super excited that the season's starting. They're starting at home, and then next week they're at home again, which is kind of ominous. That's how <laughs> that's how it started when the COVID shutdown happened. That's what we got to see them a couple times. Before the world fucking shut down. I mean, it's a great way to, I mean, you're at home. It's the first game, even if, win or lose, it's not going to really affect the end of the season, but it's a great way to come out and make a statement. There's been a lot of, again, throughout Almeida, Almeida's tenure, that, that's been kind of the thing. Is, is just talking about how, is he leaving? Is that team in chaos? What the hell's going on? And yeah, so it's pretty obvious that it's going to be his last year there. But it's year four. It's year four of the thing. All the players know what's up. They know what's expected. Great way to go out with a bang, I guess. I don't know. I still, too many things have to go right. Well, MLS Soccer released its power rankings. I mean, this is one of the few times. <laughs> it's before the season. There's not too much stuff still to talk about. Once the season starts again, we'll, we'll start. There'll be a lot more to say, but... Uh, so yeah, power rankings. I kind of they're such bullshit. They're such bullshit. I try not to, and I say I say I try not to look at them. But don't get me wrong. Every time the new one comes out every week, it's kind of hard to not click. <laughs> it's kind of hard to not click, especially if I think the Quakes had a good week. I want to make sure that everybody else agrees. But anyway, it's the start of the season, so we'll see. You know, we'll talk about it for now. But the uh, MLSsoccer dot com. Has them ranked 23rd out of 28. Fucking harsh, bro. That hurts. That hurts as a Quakes fan. Especially when they're fucking, they're giving them so much love. They're giving so much love oh, on Extra Time Radio. Yeah, Extra Time Radio, what up? Shot those guys fucking, those dudes are holding it down for a Major League Soccer. But this last episode, they were fucking, they were giving the Quakes so much love, but they, on their MLS Soccer Power Rankings, they're, they're 23rd out of 28. I mean, I think that's pretty, 
that's pretty all right. <laughs> Not going to lie, that that's what I was expecting. Um, only Houston and Austin, are, are they have them ranked lower from the Western Conference, which, I mean, damn, Texas is... Texas soccer still tr- struggling, but again, Austin is brand new. They're they're gonna figure it out soon. Houston, we'll see. Yeah, and like I said, I, I fuck as I as much as I hate to sound like a pessimist or whatever. That that seems pretty pretty normal. Twenty third out of twenty eight. I mean, it's crazy. It, it's typical. It's typical quakes. Because again, like I said uh, on the last episode, if I mean, you see, dude, with Espinosa, with Jebel, with with Hamido, with Cowell with you with Judson with Nathan like fuck if if all of them have good seasons god damn this could be again it, it's not a MLS cup contending team but it's a very good team but throughout uh, Almeida's tenure or at least in the last two years the it's rarely all of them have been on all at the same time and so, yeah, so uh, again, it, you're, you're hoping for a lot. It's Almeida's last season. Oh my God. And people love, people love to, I mean, it, again, it's, it's soccer, soccer journalists. Like you have to read into everything. So yeah, cause Almeida says that, oh, I got one more year left in my contract and then I'm, I'm free. But always he said it in Spanish. So people were like, oh, and I'm free. They took that as in like, oh, I'm, I'm. I'm liberated from this contract that's holding me down, that's keeping me back, that is oppressing me in a sense, <laughs> you know, and, and then I'll be liberated once once I'm done with this season. So, again, if someone were to make that kind of statement, it's like, Jesus, you know, how much effort is he really going to put into it? You know, how mentally is he going to be there? But, again, it was taken in the wrong context. He didn't say that. It was just after this year, my contract's over. <laughs> that's what he meant. That's what the the reporter from Telemundo that asked the question was saying. That that's a, as a native Spanish speaker, that's the con. That's what he said he meant. Of course, everybody was like, "Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. We're not listening to you. We're going off with this this more controversial take. This hot take. You know, it it just gets more clicks that if it looks like there's some kind of chaos, but nah." Almeida, that's not what he meant. <laughs> just, it just being very matter of fact is that yeah, after this season, my contract's over. He, that that's that's what he said. The fact that free, it uh, again, that's just lost in translation. Anyway, so yeah, so so exactly. So you, you could assume that yeah, okay, man, Almeida's checked out. So therefore, the team's gonna you know it's a lost season but no hell no things things can really come together anyway let's talk about those red bulls they start again against new york red bulls pretty interesting they start against the east coast team it's at home which is cool new york city is actually ranked number 18 it's you know red bulls aren't that much better and anyway yeah at all dude because my tickets are in the supporter section but in the what was the upstairs apparently they're going to connect the two sections at paypal park that's going to be fucking that's going to be pretty fucking cool man that was something that really should have been built into the the original design but it's going to look cool all together like that it's going to allow for the ultras there to freaking really expand and and really really fucking put an intimidating presence on that end it's still not built they're just waiting on permits and stuff 
So hopefully they get them some, I mean, it doesn't matter whenever, at least it's happening. At least it's happening. And so for right now, the stadium still looks like it did last season. Again, New York Red Bulls managed by Gerhard Struber. It's his second full season as the, uh, the Red Bulls manager. He's got a record of 13, 14, and 8. You know, again, not not very successful. Again, he's another one that he's been kind of, not necessarily like Almeida. Again, I don't want to seem like it's all freaking dramatic and stuff, but he's mentioned that, you know, he, he really would like uh, to make some signings. So it's one of those that's like, hmm, again, it's only his second full season. We'll see a couple more seasons in once the signings he would like, if they do come in, we'll see what they are. But at the moment, it, it's still a transition, and it's New York Red Bulls. It's not really a transition. Everyone knows that, you know, they, they everyone knows how they play. You know, there's really high-pressing team, very exciting stuff. Because, yeah, that, that's just New York Red Bulls because that's how they play with their teams all around the world. So, yeah, and the Quakes are at home. The the one thing, again, if you look at the at, at Red Bulls, the one thing that stands out, the one thing that's going to get in the way of the Quakes starting the season with a win at home is the fucking keeper. Carlos Coronel had 13 clean sheets last year, 6-4. The guy's a fucking beast. It, you know, they gave up 33 goals last season. <laughs> New York gave up... 33 goals. It was tied for the lowest. I think it was like two or three other teams in the league that also gave up. It was Seattle in the West and then I think one other team in the East. So, yeah. So, they 39 goals for. So, you know, they didn't score very much. This is going to, again, that's why I think it's going to be a good test because, like I said last episode, the Quakes can create chances. The Quakes, that's not been an issue for the Quakes. They can create chances, but they haven't been able to finish them. And now they have a little bit more offensive firepower. And they have another creator in Montero. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great first first thing. You know, you got a, a great keeper back there. If you could put a couple in, then you're looking good. I mean, to see how the defense holds up. If they give up four, then kind of have, have other problems. But can the offense score? If the offense could score against a good keeper like Coronel, I mean, you can't say much. You can't say much on fucking 90 minutes of, of soccer. But it's going to see, you know, who's going to step up? Who's going to replace Chris Wondolowski there? Can Jebo have a, a freaking spectacular season? I mean, And what is a spectacular season? 17 goals? I mean, if Jebo gets 17 goals, who's been close to that? Who's been close to that other than Wando in the last decade? What was Vaco's max? Maybe six? I don't know. I don't yeah, it, it it'll be interesting to see the the Red Bulls. They can they can score, they can score. I, I'm over here trying to be. I, I don't want to be like they're not gonna. You know their offense is, is anemic. They're not gonna do that. So it's gonna be all on the Quakes just taking a thousand shots. The Red Bulls fucking they come at you and and like I've said before, this is a they play a, a type of soccer that is dangerous for the Quakes because of the, the type of soccer the Quakes play. You know, the, the Quakes also play that very aggressive style, but they can be beat on the counter. Like I said, Portland fucking is masters at doing this to San Jose. Portland, against since Matias Almeida has been on, is just controls them, but because they're so good at this. And the Red Bulls, again, love to play that style of just fucking rushing down the field. So if they can catch the Quakes on a counter, it can be bad, fucking bad news for the Quakes. But if the Quakes can maintain possession on that end and then you know get the ball past Cornell then it's looking pretty good 
Another question as well is is how is Almeida going to line them up? In preseason, he's he's been running a, a what looks like a three six one. What is basically a three six one? Come on, I, I doubt he's gonna. He, he's not gonna start fucking Ewell on the back again. I, I don't know why Almeida is so secretive about his off season stuff. I, I I don't know why. Like, it's not like he comes with a new scheme every year. Like everyone knows exactly what the Quakes are gonna do. But Almeida still likes to play this kind of trickery, and I am almost certain the the um, the lineup tomorrow is going to look just like everyone expects. But it'll be interesting. <laughs> you never know. I mean, this is Almeida, man. Any anything can happen <laughs> with the Quakes. Anything can happen in this last year, and I I doubt it's going to be anything kind of fucky like that. Fucky. <laughs> I haven't used that shit in so long. What a weird word. So anyway, I don't know. I, I expect the Quakes, they're at home. It's early in the season. They're excited. You know, it is Almeida's last year, but it is a new team, man. Again, with Wando out, with Jebel basically being handed the torch, with the excitement around Cade Cowell and, and his potential. Again, Yule had a... Bad year last year. That dude, he needs a rebound. He He's still good. Still fucking good. He didn't forget how to play soccer. So they they want to come out. You know, they want to come out and make a statement. Red Bulls, of course, they also want to make a statement, but I don't know, man. The travel's not a big deal. It's the, the beginning of the year. I, I expect the Quakes to handle business. I expect the Quakes to handle business at home. They had a terrible terrible end of the of the season last season their last like 12 games at home were fucking miserable and so yeah so they got some explaining to do they got some explaining to do and yeah so i it's not gonna be crazy i'm expecting i'm i'm predicting two to one quakes win coronel's good he's not gonna give up four or five goals i mean i don't expect him to i'm I'm not a fucking expert but from the way he played last season but yeah, I I'm going, and also it's gonna be Cal and Jebel, gonna get everybody excited, let people know that yeah, it might happen. It might have this little teaser. It's a little teaser. It's gonna get people excited for next week. So yeah, so I'm expecting the Quakes to beat Red Bulls two to one at PayPal Park. Start of twenty two Major League Soccer season. Fucking excited. Yeah, it just came up on me. Just kind of came up on me. Gotta gotta get. I mean, as when I'm driving up to the stadium tomorrow, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be real. I haven't made that drive. I mean, shit. I I didn't. I went to like three matches, three home matches last year or something. This is like the the least. I've definitely the least since I got my season tickets. I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited for next weekend. It's it's gonna be fun. PayPal. Still a great place. Still a great place. Can't want. Can't wait to see the planes land. Uh, nah, there's probably not going to be snow in the mountains anymore, but they're going to be nice and green. It just rained a bit. It's going to be cool. Anyway, switch it up. Let's switch it up to the local team, to the hometown squad, baby. Let's talk some Monterey Bay FC. So Monterey Bay, they still got a little bit. The season doesn't start till March 12th. Uh, again, they start in Phoenix against Phoenix Rising, March 12th. On ESPN Plus, check it out, man. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Again, if you're around here in Salinas, come over to XL. We're going to be drinking beers, checking out the match as well. Bring your gear. 
Um, but they've started playing, man. Oh shit! They've been uh, last week. I mentioned, you know, they had some signings, a bunch of signings. I think it was like sixteen at that point. Um, I think maybe one or two more have, have signed. I'll speak. I'll talk about that next week. Next week, I'll really start breaking down the roster of this team. Like I said, this week just get, want to give a little bit of news updates and then then go in and talk about USL Championship and explain a little bit about what that is. And like I said, we're all going to learn together, man. I'm not claiming to be an expert in USL, USL Championship. I have been following it because, dude, like I said, I love what the Oakland Roots are doing. If if you're curious, you know, if, if I don't know, if Monterey Bay doesn't seem like your jam, I don't know why the local team wouldn't. But I would check out Oakland Roots. Oakland Roots, what they're, you know, they're, the way they're mixed with the community and their ownership structure, it, it's pretty fucking awesome what they're doing. And I can't wait for those matches. Those are going to be fucking awesome, dude. Oakland versus Monterey Bay. That's going to be that's going to be so cool. Um. So anyway, the Monterey Bay had a couple fucking, like I said, they've played, man. They finally played. And where did the, well, their first match ever, their first, com- not competitive, but their first organized match? PayPal Park, baby. They played against the Quakes. Um. They lost four to two. They were up two to nothing at half. <laughs> I love how people people were taking the score seriously, man. I mean, and it's social media. You can't really you can't really take those opinions that that solidly or whatever that passion. I don't know. Anyway, people were were the two to nothing. I don't care if the Quakes lost fourteen to nothing. It's fucking preseason friendlies. <laughs> You're not giving a fuck up. Obviously, you want to score, to, you know, because you don't, you know, you want to know that your aim's getting is true. But for the most part, you're just getting up to game speed. You're not trying to get hurt. You're not trying to win. You're not trying, you know. I mean, you're always competitive. Don't get me wrong. They're fucking pro athletes. They're always competitive. But again, it's not about winning against. A second division team who's never played a organized match. It's not. It was. That didn't matter. It just mattered. You know, getting the the timing right, getting the people comfortable, getting the chemistry going, getting the again the feel at PayPal. You're at home. You, you know, gotta give, gotta gotta feel the stadium. Gotta feel where the divots are, where the water stays, where it's it's slippery. You gotta start learning all that stuff. And yeah, the score didn't matter. I don't know why people were actually paying attention but for those that were the first goal first goal ever was uh chase boone chase boone congratulations you're going down in the monterey bay fc history book first goal ever uh assist from chris cortez and christian voleski was the second one that's that's the, the two two forwards that's what you expect Chris Cortez as well. I mean, that I don't know. That was good. From And, and like I said, all, all I really know is just looking at, like, transfer market and who scored and stuff like this. You know, again, like I said, I'm not, like, an expert. I'm not being like, oh, man, I've been following Chase Boone's career since the dude was in the U15s. Um, but, you know, for, from seeing where they've played and where they've had success and what they're, they've, they do on the pitch – these guys look like that's what they do. You know, Chris Cortez is going to give you assists. He's going to score some goals. And guess what? The first match ever, Chris Cortez gets an assist. Chase Boone scores. Christian Valeski scores. And a couple of days later, you know, not that long later. I don't know why. it was. They just played a random, another random friendly with the Quakes. 
They went up there and they shut him out, dude. Quakes are done. Uh, yeah, they beat the Quakes one to nothing. Who scored? Chris Cortez. And again, it's like, all right, all right, you know, this team's. It's nice. It's nice. It they. From reading the history of these players, again, they seem to be putting together a pretty veteran squad. And and if you you know just looking at MLS, it, that makes a difference. You know, you could bring in these these big names from Europe, and they they come here, and you know it's a big ass country. The weather's different everywhere you go. Like it, it's hard for them to adjust. So it, there's it's it's. It's important that they're signing these veterans that have been play, played in USL Championship. You know, so even though it is a first-year team, these are it's an ownership group, it's a front office, or at least a head coach that knows the league. So you know they might have that leg up. They might, you know, again, I don't want to keep comparing them to Oakland Roots, and especially if you look at the second half of the season for Oakland Roots it was it was great season they made it to the playoffs and man they were threatening they were threatening to to go farther than they did but yeah so so it's kind of hard to be like oh look how they struggled you know the Monterey Basin has that advantage you know but um yeah but they do (laughs) but you know so so this team even like I said even though it is a first year team I I I suspect it's going to, you know, punch above its weight, I guess. You know, uh, 10, te- 10 teams make it to the playoffs, and we'll get into that right now when, when we talk about USL Championship. So it's it's not – it can be done. It can be done. Um, so anyway, and also the team, because, again, they love doing this, and it's pretty cool. I, li- I like the – the good partnership. Uh, they've announced a partnership with the Monterey Regional Airport. All that means, again, it's just a marketing shit. They're just going to put up posters and stuff at the stadium, and which is cool, though, actually, because I'm assuming they'll have Monterey Bay Union stuff at the airport. It is a little airport, but people come from all over the place. It's a tourist place, so it, it'd be cool to fucking shove it in their face. Like, yo, what's up? Got a soccer team, dude. And not only that, uh, they're... Out of Monterey, there are direct flights to Denver, Las Vegas, L.A., Orange County, Phoenix, and San Diego. And I'm not just advertising that for them. That all, each one of those cities has a USL championship team. It's pretty neat. So, you know, theoretically, you can go support your team that easily. Just fly out of Monterey. Um, That's fucking cool. That's what I like Las Vegas, dude. Las Vegas lights matches are <laughs> holy shit. Look those up. Those things are a whole nother level. It's so Las Vegas. They are leaning hard into the fact that they're a Vegas team. I don't know if they've chilled out a bit, but man, they got like Elvis's riding motorcycles. All this, it's it's crazy. Um, and yeah, so that'd be fucking cool to go for a weekend. You know, go catch go catch Monterey Bay FC against Las Vegas. Go out afterwards. Yeah, you know San Diego, awesome town, awesome town. We're taking Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> but but it's cool. You you can fly out of Monterey. That that's fucking awesome. And so that was a like I said. I don't know. I'm not not like they pay me or not. Like I'm part of their marketing department. But that I think that, that's pretty cool. That 
all of a sudden we're going to have a hometown team and then there's going to be a half a dozen cities where we can jump on a plane and go over there and support the team and that's fucking cool and i don't know that's i think that's pretty fucking cool anyway uh like i said at the beginning of this i i know and i hope i mean i hope this this podcast has always been that i i, I do love breaking stuff down and you know and and, and really getting into the that nuts and bolts about soccer but i also really again come on it's just the united states there this sport is still trying to gain traction you know it's still trying to be known i'm telling you it's it's pretty embarrassing when you see like cornhole world championships getting as much ratings as <laughs> regular season mls match that's when you realize just how little or how small the league still really is especially like uh, like in social relevance um so yeah so anyway so this podcast i hope is welcoming to those people that really want to learn more or are curious about american soccer um because yeah man i i want to be as welcoming i know i mean there's some great shows and again i'm not i'm not talking down on them for being so technical because we also need that shit i fucking love that um but again there are some shows that if you're not familiar with the league and the players you're you can't follow along you know and so that's where i hope i can fill in that gap and today i want to talk about usl championship like i said monterey bay fc is playing in usl championship because it's a second division and it's a pretty new second division a lot of people might not know what it is or how it's played or anything so let's get into that so like i said monterey bay fc is joining a league called the usl championship usl championship is was founded in 2011 so it's not that old it was founded in 2011 when two uh, two leagues, the USL One and USL Two, merged together. Man, and at this point, like it's it's crazy to think that you know because this this was what 11, 12 years ago. Um, the American soccer pyramid or you know landscape or whatever was still was still not fully formed and it's still not to this day it's you know usl championship there's no guarantee that it's going to be here in 10 more years even mls there's really no guarantee that's going to be here in 10 years um so but in, in 2010 everything you know major league soccer existed you know since 1996 major league soccer's been around but after that it it's it's been this revolving door of leagues that have been trying to be the second division, a professional division. It's been difficult because, you know, people, some people want what's called promotion and relegation where teams can go from the second division to the top flight division and then, and vice versa. You know, you could go from top flight down to the second division. That is controversial in this country. That's so capitalistic. And I mean, I'm sure there's a thousand other reasons. So, so it's been pretty obvious for a while that Major League Soccer is going to be its own thing on at the top of the pyramid for a while. So, so the other leagues have to fall in there. So in 2010, again, these two leagues, USL 1 and USL 2, got together to form the USL. 
And also at that time, the there was another league, NASL, that was formed, and they wanted to be the second division team. And so for in in 2011, or I mean 2010, there was no second division. There was no second division. There was just you know just a, a mishmash of teams that U.S. Soccer put together and said, okay, you're the second division for now. But in 2011, NASL is going to take over as the second division. And USL Pro, that technically makes you like the third division then. So so the league started with 15 teams in 2011. The three teams in Puerto Rico were dropped during the season. So they finished the season with 12 teams. And, And then a couple years later in 2013, uh, USL Pro uh, made a, a partnership with MLS where MLS reserve teams would play in the USL Pro League. So MLS had some MLS teams wanted to do like basically like minor league teams, you know, where they can have players playing at a high level, getting them ready to play on the on the the top team. And so in 2013, they said, well, all right, well, we'll just create some teams and then they'll join USL Pro. It'll be simpler. And and then in 2016, you know, NASL always had, and, you're, you know, again, it's the second division of American soccer. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And NASL had problems basically their whole, the whole time they were trying to, you know, be that second division. In 2016, two teams actually jumped over from NASL to USL, which kind of was starting to show that, <coughs> again, NASL may not be there for the long run. And, and the, the next year in 2017, it was that's when USL Pro was bumped up to a provisional uh, Division Two status. And NASL was lowered to provisional because at this point they were a full-on Division Two, but they were down to less than 12 teams, which was below the limit needed to have a second division. So U.S. soccer made them also provisional. So in 2017, there was two Division Two leagues playing in the United States. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Y'all taking notes? Y'all taking notes? I know this is a lot. I know this is a lot, but we got to learn, baby. We got to learn. So in 2019, because um, at this point, it, NASL was basically, they were just limping along, if anything, in 2019. So USL was establishing itself as the second division, and it it was big enough that it actually created a third division. So it it created a third division and they called it the USL Championship. And that's and so it's I mean they called it the USL Championship. They called it USL League One. So so then you had so now you have Major League Soccer at the top, USL Championship right below a number the second division, and the third division, which is USL League One. And if you watch Premier League it or or English soccer this kind of makes sense to you because obviously they went with that, you know, the second division in England is called the championship. And then the third is called league one. 
that that's how it is in the United States now because everything England does with soccer is obviously the smartest thing ever. <laughs> so anyway, again, starting in 2019, you have USL Championship as the second division, USL League One as the third. And then the most recent news in 2022, MLS is going to start its own reserve league. It's also technically a third division. There, you know, um, MLS doesn't seem to be really trying to compete with that. You know, trying to make them a second division or anything. They just want they want more control over their players. It looks like, and whatever. That's that's their business. So in 2022, MLS is going to start a league called MLS Next Pro. So whichever teams have USL affiliates, those USL affiliates are going to move over to MLX Next Pro, and they're going to play in their own league. So USL Championship is going to shrink by a little bit, and but there are still there's two more. I don't have them here, but there's two more teams other than Monterey Bay FC coming in the next couple of years. So those teams that are being lost are are being replaced. And and also this is the last, this is interesting. So the matches are all broadcast on ESPN plus. Cause if you're like, well, how can I fucking see this ESPN plus I'm telling you, if you have, if you have the Disney plus bundle, you have ESPN plus. And if you don't get it, it's worth it. There's so much live sports. Um, that's, that felt like a commercial. <laughs> so anyway, so all the matches are on ESPN plus and they have 18 matches per season that are actually on the big, big networks. Well, I mean, they don't, not main ESPN, but ESPN two, ESPN news, ESPN U, or ESPN Deportes. They have 18 matches on there. As a matter of fact, uh, Monterey Bay FC plays San Antonio FC on June 11th on ESPN Deportes. That's going to be fucking cool, man. That's going to be fucking awesome. So, so again, all, all the matches are, are in ESPN Plus. You can go there on Saturdays if you have it and then just watch as much as you as you can. And so the league plays a 34-game season that goes from March to September. The league itself is divided right now into two conferences, an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference. The top 10 teams from each conference make it to the playoffs. And the playoffs are one-off knockout matches. So that's pretty exciting. That's just fucking cool. And, and again, and it gives opportunities for teams that, that to really get on a run. The current champion of USL Championship is Orange County SC. They, one of the originals, they've been there for 11 seasons. And this is their first championship. And, dude, they barely got by Oakland, man. They barely got by Oakland. But if I'm remembering that correctly, I'm sorry. It might be San Diego. No, I'm pretty sure it was Orange County or LA Galaxy 2. No, they beat LA Galaxy 2. And then they, yeah, then they played Oakland. And then Oakland, I mean, played Orange County. And Orange County barely beat them. I believe that's how last season ended. Um. Yeah, so that'll be exciting, you know, because obviously with Orange County SC being in the Western Conference, Monterey Bay SC is going to play them twice at home and away. And like I said earlier, dude, uh, there's a connection. What's the airport in, in Orange County? Like John Wayne or something? What the hell is it called? Anyway, 
And you, so you can fly from Monterey to Orange County, go watch the, the team, play the defending champs. And yeah. And I'm sorry for going quickly, man. I don't want to be here for a whole hour boring you about second and third division American soccer. Got to keep it quick. So anyway, that's that's the little little crash course on USL Championship. If you have any questions, dude, go ahead at FWH Podcast on Instagram. Send me a message, comment on on my post, asking something. If if you're yeah, if there's something that you want to that you want to know, ask away, man, and I'll try to get the answer. So yeah, so next week. Like I said, I'll probably, yeah, I don't know. I'll maybe mix in a little more USL Championship trivia. But I really want to start talking about Monterey Bay FC more in depth. Start figuring out what, what this team is, what it looks like they, they want to do, who they have on right now. Because like I said, I, you know, you see these players and some of these guys are really veteran, veteran guys on USL Championship. And so, yeah, so we'll start talking about that. I think I want to start with the, the d- defense. Um, do I have enough time? I don't know if there's three weeks left. But it, so anyway, but yeah, because that way I don't want to sh- shove all 11 players, you know, in one in one episode. So, yeah, so next week I'll, I'll talk about the defenders and the goalkeepers because, again, we don't have that much time. March 12th, season starts. Fucking exciting. MLS tomorrow, and then March 12th, USL Championship. Fuck. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. But anyway, I hope hope you learned something. Go back and rewind it. Listen to it at half speed so I can slow down and you can learn some more. And, um, yeah, Oz here. We'll catch you all next week. Peace out.